If you're working with an advisor or you're a do-it-yourselfer, it's important to have a good understanding of the strategies being used to help get you to retirement. On today's show, some investing strategies for retirement. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida sitting here with Moise Param at Asset Management Group, coming to you every single week to bring real-life financial advice to your story, the life you're living, to make sure that you can not only get to a place of financial freedom, but to be able to stay there, and that's an important topic of today. That's right. Yeah, I think the key, the key thing is that financial freedom and also staying financially free. I mean, that's that's the key thing, right? No one wants to get to retirement and then and then have to go back to work or realize that they didn't have a plan and they're not they're no longer financially free. So yeah, that's that's what today's show is all about, and the, the really the premise of this show altogether. Why we why we come here every week to talk about staying financially free. That's exactly right. You know, people need people need good quality advice to to roll with the story and the life that they're living. Because you know, life happens. You know, to be a, a little bit personal here, just some things going on in our life. You know, we've made the decision, me and my wife, to sell our home. You know, unfortunately. Uh, we have a big development that's happening literally in our backyard. We look over a, a beautiful, you know, I'm going to say 85 acre farm right now. That's not ours. So we get the <laughs> benefit of, of looking at it every day without having to pay the tax on it. But, um, but you know, the risk of that is someone can come in and, and develop. And, and as a result, they're developing, a, a, I believe, a plant. Uh, literally 50 yards from our back fence. So, you know, our life has outside of our, you know, goals and wills have went through a transition. And, you know, we're asking a lot of the questions that our clients ask, you know, what should we do with the cash? Where should we place it right now? You know, should we go back and buy a house immediately? Should we rent? You know, we're living literally the same questions that we answer every single day. And so uh, it's important. It's important to connect with, with our listeners at this level. And, and hey, if I'm a little rusty, let me just throw it out there. I just got back from an elk hunting trip, okay, with me and my son, uh, 3,000 miles across the country and had a phenomenal trip. We did get skunked, no elk, no, <laughs> but we're back. So, all right, Mo, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, so listen, there's, we're going to talk a little bit in this first segment about investment strategy, all right? And, and there's a lot more that goes into just picking a stock and looking at a stock ticker, uh, you know, or, or just checking it out every day. You know, a lot of people that we have found is regardless if they're investing in their 401ks uh, or maybe even have rolled it over to a Vanguard, a Fidelity, a, a TD Ameritrade, um, they, they've kind of gotten comfortable with like pressing the easy button, right? right? They, they've, they've selected these target date funds uh, and said, you know what, this, this is probably a good financial plan, ultimately. They, they, they've put all their money in this target date fund with the assumption that it's going to do all things needed and required for them to be able to retire. And this year has really shaken that up. So let's talk philosophy. Let's talk strategy. Let's jump in and really get into the challenges that our clients are facing. Yeah. You know, the first thing I would say is if you're investing, um, whether you are, you're doing it yourself or I'll speak to other financial advisors that are there that are, that are listening. Do you have a philosophy? Because that's the key thing that helps with times like we're experiencing right now with all the market volatility is, like you said, Andrew, uh, pressing the easy button. One is the target date funds are the easy button. But I'd also say is, you know, people just look back historically at ones uh, at a chart, right? They'll look back and say, well, this fund did 10%, 5%, 6%, whatever the number is. 
And their philosophy is, well, if it's been working in the past and it's got to work in the future. And I, I don't think that's a true philosophy, a true investment philosophy. And what I mean by that is do some research, understand what the dynamics are behind these mutual funds, understand, you know, what it is for a company's PE and what that really means, what a company's cash flow looks like, um, understanding, do, do you want to have some of your portfolios that's, that's, uh, geared towards dividends for times like we're experiencing right now. Do you understand what a large cap is versus a small cap and how those work in different market climates? Do you know what bonds really are? You know, I think today's world has tested the idea that bonds are conservative, that you cannot whether you can't lose money, you can't lose as much money in the bonds than you are in the stock market. That's a, that's a, I think a false narrative that people have bought into. And what I mean by that is like, that's not an actual true philosophy, mm -hmm. understanding like what it means to be a better investor, understanding whether you have core principles set for yourself, or you really understand the way different asset classes work in different market climates. And if you have that, then you would understand how to build your own portfolio or understand how to manage the markets during these times. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And the truth is, is if you don't have this, uh, you're, you're saying philosophy or game plan or, you know, the fundamentals of investing in place, then when you have moments like we're going through in year 2022, it can really, you know, shake some things up, you know, and really challenge the the, the way that you thought investing should really uh, play itself out. You know, a lot of people that um, listen to our show or individuals that we've met with, even clients that we have, have caught into uh, or have have taken the advice of like a Dave Ramsey, a Clark Howard, and, you know, go with a very simple allocation, get some diversification to large cap, mid cap, small cap. Um, which, which we all know the markets have done extremely well. And so there's been in my mind, a lot of false confidence, right. um, because the markets have done well. And so very simple investing, just put money in the equity market and you win. But, but what you're talking about a game plan and, and a methodology or a philosophy really has to work in both good and bad markets. Right. Right. So I would say right out of the gate, I want to throw something out there to all of our listeners real quick. If. If you're sitting there right now saying, you know what, even with my 401k, I thought I, thought I might have a, a good plan in place. Apparently, I'm confused, concerned, or maybe I don't. And you can feel that fear rising up. Then you really ought to ask the question, do I truly have an investment strategy? And if I do have an investment strategy, does it really fit within my overall retirement plan? If not, if not, then you got to pick up the phone and call. Uh, our number here is 1-800-419-6164, and we'll talk a little bit about what we offer when you make that phone call, but you've got to be someone who uh, is taking the time to make sure that what you're doing is right. So what about a repeatable philosophy, Mo? How do you, what does that actually mean? So once you've, once you've figured out what your, what your philosophy is, and again, the philosophy is personal. Everyone has a different strategy, different philosophy that meets their needs. You want to have a philosophy that's repeatable. And, and why why is it crucial to have a repeatable philosophy is because we're going to see and you're going to cons consistently see uh, markets move in different directions up and down throughout your life. And by having a repeatable philosophy, then that means that your philosophy will continue to evolve, but it's repeatable during these market cycles. And by doing that, you end up avoiding chasing fads, right? I mean, we, we're seeing you know, I was I, uh, I saw earlier today that Snap uh, oh, yeah. is down over eighty percent for the year, right? And so a lot of these big tech, um, social media platforms had a really big rise. Call it twenty twenty and even twenty twenty one. Well, 
some people may have been chasing that fad because money was being thrown into the market, thrown into these different uh, into these different types of, of companies. And maybe people were just wanting to ride the ride. And it wasn't part of their philosophy. They had no idea what, you know, they, they didn't really believe in social media, but they saw the numbers and the continue to rise and rise. And so they bought into it. But now down 82%, what do you do at this point, right? Do you, you know, continue riding the ship until it goes down? Or do you, or do you truly have a philosophy and believe that this, this type of it's, uh, investing is going to be profitable for you, to, for you in the future? Well, the only way to answer that question, honestly, is it going back to your philosophy? And, and by having that philosophy of yours that's personal, you can understand how to, how to manage what we're seeing right now. Yeah, you know, my solution would be let's let's exchange Napa Valley wine for some food line. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, listen, if if volatility makes you question everything that you're doing from an investment standpoint, then the truth is is you don't have the fundamentals in place. Right. Uh, you know, obviously being in in the seat, Mo and I here at Asset Management Group, where we have the responsibility, literally the responsibility to handle someone's livelihood for the rest of their life. Um, when we create a plan and we execute the strategy, and then we go through moments like we're going through in year 2022, our goal was to be able to look at each other and look at the client and say, listen, what we have done has already taken this into consideration. So what we're going through right now is not affecting uh, the overall plan and their ability to stay retired. Is it comfortable? Absolutely not. Right. Uh, is it concerning? Absolutely. Right. We're, we're human. It, it's a struggle going through what we've been going through this year, but will it put someone out of retirement and force them to go back to work? No. If they listen to what we say, Mo, because, because we're considering all of these elements and the truth is, is volatility should not, should not make you question your investment strategy. Okay, which I think it has for for many people. Yeah, Another, because what what happens is, not to cut you off, what happens is in seasons like we're experiencing right now, some people may overreact and make these decisions to either you know press the eject button and abandon their philosophy only because of market volatility and market performance and investment performance. They they use that gauge to just say, oh my gosh, my strategy is completely torn apart. Let me just start from start from scratch all over again, and. I think a lot of people haven't really tested their plan. First of all, I don't think a lot of people actually have a plan. That's why it's so important for us as a firm that we don't just go in and just recommend, you know, uh, an investment portfolio out of the blue. We actually have a plan. And this plan that we create for our clients allows us to stress test the plan, see how much risk they're their plan is able to take. And even times like this, we could say comfortably, yes, I know it's uncomfortable, but your plan is still successful uh, right now because the volatility hasn't allowed us to uh, abandon our strategy. It hasn't allowed us to abandon our, our philosophy because we've stress tested the plan. Yeah. And the goal is to take the guessing out of the game. Here's the point. You guys out there, if you're listening to this show, and we thank you and appreciate you staying with us uh, on to the next segment. But our goal is to make sure that you get the understanding and the importance around having an investment strategy that can navigate the volatility of the market and more importantly, support a higher uh, goal, which is your overall retirement and financial plan, not just for today, but today and for the rest of your life. If you're not confident that you have that in place, then you need to pick up the phone right now and call 1-800-419-6164. Now, our investment strategies and financial planning tools here are best suited for those that have 500000 and more because some of the detail planning that we do. But with that said, we're here to help. If you have questions, we want you to reach out. You're going to get access 
to the Retirement Readiness Review when you contact that number right now, 1-800-419-6164. A compliment to you. Mo, what do we have coming up next in segment two? So we spend most of our lifetime getting ready for retirement. We need to make sure we are prepared as possible. So let's take a look at four financial gaps that can have a negative impact on all that's important in your retirement plan. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida and Louise Param here with you, giving the advice that you need, hopefully really challenging the way you think when it comes to your investment strategy, your overall plan to make sure that you're doing the right things. We appreciate you guys staying with us. Uh, in that first segment, we were really talking about a philosophy and a strategy. Uh, for those of you that are do-it-yourselfers or even those that, that you may not consider yourself as an investor, but you have a significant amount in your 401k that you're just selecting the limited mutual fund options that you have available to you. You might question, do I really have a plan here? Do I, do I understand how I'm allocating the resources that I've saved within the, the fund options that I have available to me? Uh, that's what we're challenging in, in this show. And we've challenged that in segment one about philosophy. Now, I think this, this conversation here, Mo, is even more important. It kind of goes along with this first uh, segment that we talked about. And that is people may feel like they have an idea. Okay, Andrew, I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old. I got 15 years left. I'm a growth investor. Okay. And that really is what's driving their selection of funds. Um, but, but there's a lot more to that. And what we have found is that a lot of times investors, uh, you know, and no offense to them, but maybe they have a, a lack of knowledge, Okay. Maybe there's a resource issue. Um, you know, maybe there's a perception issue because they're driven more by emotions. So let's kind of break down some of these, uh, items into in this segment. So, yeah, I'd say one of the biggest gaps that I've, I've seen, um, is, is the financial knowledge gap. And, and I think, I think there was a study recently that said that more than half of, uh, Americans have a poor financial literacy gap. And, and that's, 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 you know, that's alarming and sad in some aspects, right? Because we, we know that finances aren't really, aren't, unless you're, unless you're going to business school or getting your MBA or, or studying economics, there, there, it really is no course out there for even, you know, younger individuals, high school, or even your normal college classes that talk about finance and the way, fi the, way the financial system actually works. You'd be, you'd be surprised if, you know, when people talk about, uh, let's just take, for example, Social Security, the idea of, well, I'm just going to wait till I'm 70 years old because that's the best, the best strategy for me for Social Security. When really, that, that may not be the best strategy for you. They don't understand the, the, the complexes and the nuance when it comes to actually choosing the best Social Security strategy for yourself. That's just one example. But I think, I think the financial gap is the financial knowledge gap is huge between so many people like the, the way taxes work within your retirement plan you mentioned being a growth investor but what does that actually mean in diff, in this climate right now mm -hmm. you know I, I remember one of the portfolios that we um that some of our clients were in uh and, and during covid well their growth strategy for a season for about a six-week season were in treasuries and you say to yourself well how in the world is that growth well, when everything is down to 30% and you can get to 2% growth for that month, well, that's actually not that bad, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you didn't have to experience all the downside just for that season of time. So really having an understanding of what 
growth is, what an actual stock is. Stocks, there's so many different layers of stocks, right? A value stock, you mentioned large cap, small cap, a dividend dividend strategy uh, stocks, right? Just just that gap of understanding the way finances actually work is 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 missing in this in this country. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, resources are readily available, and a lot of times, you know, even even us, you know, we're listening to a variety of different podcasts and analysts and uh, investors out there just to you know kind of validate our way of thinking as well. But you think about people that, you know, they, they get in the car, you know, on their way to work, uh, to Atlanta, Birmingham, wherever they're going. And, and they turn on a podcast, maybe it's a Dave Ramsey, a a Clark Howard, they turn on the radio, whatever it may be, Tony Robbins. And, and they're listening to these guys, which these guys are given really great general guidance to, to, you know, handle resources in a wise way. But the challenge is, is what we have found is that, you know, these individuals that are giving knowledge out there and ideas, uh, they don't know individuals' stories, right? right? They don't know exactly what Andrew and Amy or Mo and Amber are facing. They don't know how many kids you have and the season of life in which you're in. So, you know, there's sometimes we feel like we have the knowledge that we need, okay, to be able to make these decisions. But then all of a sudden we go through seasons like this and we, we're really challenged with that. The other major gap is the, you know, the financial uh, resources gap. Now, this could go two different ways, the ability to have resources, financial resources. But but I'm going to turn it and go toward, um, you know, the, the ability to analyze, mm-hmm. truly analyze markets. You know, and I want to talk a little bit about our firm here, Asset Management Group. You know, Mo and I are financial planners, okay? We're, we're getting into the details of your story, uh, which is including how much income you're making, how much you're saving, if you are saving, uh, how much debt you have, how you can handle social security, how you can handle tax planning, how are you handling investing, how will you create cash flow in retirement, distributions, estate planning, et cetera. We, we are focused and locked in on your plan, and we do this every single day. So who do we rely on All right. for, for resources on the investment side of things? You know, we're putting a strategy together. And so, you know, one of the things that we do is even though we're in the business, we respect the idea that it's a challenge to meet with clients and worry about them, their story, and their plan, while also study every single sector, asset class, industry, both domestic and international, to have a good understanding of how to invest the strategy. Yeah. You know, so what we do is we rely on you know some of the greatest investors uh, by how much money they invest, okay, in regards to size, as well as their history. To allow them to 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 come in and be a part of the plan, so kind of kind of break that down just a little bit as well. Yeah. So if you think about if you think about if you if you are let's just say you want to invest in a mutual fund, right? Um, we have the as a as a retail investor, what are your resources as far as knowing whether that mutual fund is the best uh, is the best fund for you? Well, you maybe go online, maybe you do uh, you look at the prospectus, um, and maybe maybe there's an eight hundred number for you to call to speak with you know just a general person to just give you a little bit of description about the fund itself. That's pretty much the, the the resource that you have. You know, think about your 401k, right? If you're trying to figure out which one of the 20 options is the best option for you, well, you call that 800 number and then you're going to speak to someone and they're going to kind of give you a little bit of background about the fund and it's up to you to make that decision. But what we, the resources that we have, we can literally call the money manager, the portfolio manager of these funds and actually ask them, you know what's going on like what's your perception what's what is your methodology what's your strat what's your philosophy when it comes to investing in this mutual fund so we have we have more resources that at our beck and call 
that we can reach out to so that we can relay that message to our clients and put together the right strategies for them. And that's a resource that, you know, we're privileged to have, but most people don't have that uh, ability to do. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that what you guys are doing, especially for the do it yourselfers or even the people that are handling their own 401k. It's not that what you're doing is insignificant. It's just, I mean, consider it this way. Some of the, some of the firms that we work with and have relationships with, they have, you know, to the tune of 500, a thousand analysts on staff, on salary that do nothing but study the markets. That's it. Okay. And, and their specific sector of the market in which they specialize in. So you could imagine the resources that, that are available through a retail firm like ours are significant to, to ensuring that your strategy has the right ingredients to make sure the recipe's right, to make sure you get the end result that you're looking for. Okay. Instead of, I'm going to roll the dice here, 2023 retirement fund. Let's mm-hmm. just rock with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, another thing too, that, that I think is an important gap is overall perception. Okay. You know, in addition to knowledge and the wherewithal perceptions about, you know, finances also play a significant role in retirement. Uh, we've all come from different backgrounds, Mo, you know, my history and your history are different. You know, I, ha- I was raised in a missionary home. My father uh, lived off support. We lived all over the world and ended up back here in the U S right here in, in Cartersville, Georgia, where I was raised. And so, you know, that history and how we were raised broke primarily for the majority of our life uh, has created a certain specific perception that I have. And sometimes those biases can affect. But you also have a different, you know, a different background that supports the way you think. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up, um, you know, my father passed away when I was three. So raised by my mother and, you know, the army of aunts and uncles that helped me out. But it was my mother and my sister. And, you know, her, her philosophy was work hard, you know, save, save, save. She it wasn't really um, a investor at all, you know, and that's that's due to her, you know, her knowledge of coming in, you know, first time she was an immigrant. So, you know, born in Haiti, came here, uh, lost her lost her husband at an early age. And so she grinded. She just worked, worked, worked and saved, saved, saved. And, you know, she she was not the ideal um, candidate for financial advisors to reach out to. Right. She just so she just didn't have the financial knowledge. But, you know, but that shaped my perception, you know, before going into this industry. And even still now, you know, when, when we speak with clients um, and that, you know, have been savers all their lives um, and, you know, they may not have the they may not have the uh, the, the portfolio size that they that they may their, their counterparts have. But you know what? They have cash. And they've been disciplined savers. And then the idea of just changing and shifting their minds of where to save into maybe saving into the markets. Yes, it's a, it's a it's a different mindset that they have, but they have the ability to save because they've been savers their entire life. So that that does shape my 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 perception when talking to clients. So yeah, so you're right. I mean, people have their their background does shape the way they feel about their markets and re- about the markets and about their plan. And and the truth is, is, is your feelings and your perception, it matters, right? It definitely matters. And, and we always say, you know, when it comes to planning, we got to do what's best financially, but you also got to do what's best emotionally. And those things have to, you know, interconnect for this financial plan to be successful for someone. And listen, if, if you're out there and you're listening to our show right now and, you, and you're saying, you know what, I love the conversation. I don't think I've ever had someone think like that. Uh, about my financial story. And you're looking to say, hey, I, I need a second opinion. I need to make sure what I'm doing is right and what I'm doing is going to work, not just for today, but for forever. Then the Retirement Readiness Review is for you. 
It is. It's a compliment that we offer here at Asset Management Group for all the individuals that call for the first 10 callers of every single show every single week. Uh, the number to, to access the Retirement Readiness Review is 1-800-419-6164, one 419 6164. You want Mo and I to jump into your financial story, pick up the phone, contact that number. Our team is ready. Mo, let's talk a little bit about what we got next on segment three. So when we come back, you know, there's no question that life can be stressful at times, but managing it is the key. So we're going to diagnose, we're going to show you how to diagnose and treat your financial portfolio stress. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida here with Moise Param as we sit with you and uh, break down some great information about your financial story and really challenge the way that you think about your not only your finances, but your strategy, your investments, and your goals. Uh, all of those things very important to make sure you consider on a day-to-day -day basis. And so that's what we do here every single week on the radio show here at Asset Management Group. Now, on segment three, Mo, we've talked a little bit in segment one about philosophy. Uh, do you have one? Uh, is it built off emotion? Is it fact? Is it fundamental? Uh, in segment two, we talked about things that are really a challenge for people to have a philosophy, such as a lack of resources, okay, compared to the industry of finance, you know, a lack of knowledge, things like that. So in this segment, let's let's continue the conversation and really press in um, with some great information on, you know, are we biased to to certain things and is there some gaps? And so, you know, you'll often hear us talk about here at Asset Management Group, a Morningstar report. It's included in the retirement readiness review that we do for clients, uh, and not for clients, but for individuals that contact us on our radio show. Um, and, and Morningstar is, you know, it's a Chicago-based firm. It's an investment uh, research firm that compiles and analyzes different funds and stocks and all this great data. And so what I want to do is I want to start by playing a, a quick clip uh, by Christine Benz, Morningstar Director of Personal Finance. So listen to this. If you have a slightly longer time horizon, say three years or more, you can invest in high quality bonds or a high quality bond fund. You're taking more risks, certainly, but you'll have the potential for higher returns than you can earn with cash. Young investors with no imminent need to spend their money absolutely should have more in stocks, whereas investors getting close to retirement will want to earmark more for cash and bonds. So, so, so if you think about that, you know, she's showing how two different people from two different time, time horizons, you know, one who has a, a longer time horizon for retirement, she says that, you know, you, you may want to have a little more uh, equity exposure in your portfolio versus those that are, you know, I call it a retirement red zone, five to 10 years away from retirement. Even those in retirement may want to have a little more of a, uh, a preservation approach, right? So maybe some more cash and some more bonds. That's the financial knowledge, right? That's that's the knowledge of understanding of, of how to build a successful portfolio for yourself. It's just understanding how these two uh, types of investments, equities and bonds, fits in your overall in your overall plan. And so, you know, I, I think the key thing to what she's saying is understanding the way, you know, capital preservation is, is used to build wealth, right? And one aspect, if you understand risk, right? One, if you think about risk as the permanent loss of capital, right? That's if, it, if you can understand how you can lose value in your portfolio, the risk you understand, the risk you're willing to take to lose that capital 
over time will will judge and measure how much of that volatility you're able to take. So when you are building your investment assets, so when you're you know 25, 30 years old, getting ready to really start to, to hunker down and build and accumulate your assets, well, you're able to take on, theoretically, you're able to take on a little more risk because you have your time horizon. But when you're in that season of life, where whether you are retiring or whether you need access to that cash, well, understand that the risk you're taking might be a little too much. You may want to change and shift your portfolio over time. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when I think about, you know, year 2022, and I think about the volatility, what you're talking about is important. A lot of people have kind of, you know, really got shaken up a little bit. You know, they're thinking, hey, I am 40 years old. I get what you're saying, Mo. I, I should be a growth investor. I don't really need the money right now. Um, but I don't feel like I need to be a growth investor, you know. And some of those uh, biases that we talked about in the last segment kind of flows into that. Your experience oftentimes drives the way that you justify certain decisions. Maybe I should, you know, keep a hold of my money right now because, you know, I don't know. My parents lost their money. My grandparents lost. I've heard the stories of 2008 or whatever. And and this goes for retirees as well. You know, in a year like this, you know, a lot of things are popping up here, uh, different investments that we haven't heard about in the past, annuities, CDs, money market accounts, I bonds, uh, you know, government securities, uh, equities, whatever. And, and a lot of times we carry that our prior knowledge, which really sometimes isn't knowledge. It's just something we've heard on the radio or something like <laughs> right. that. And, and we, we drive and avoid certain things, uh, such as you heard her talking about, you know, fixed income and bonds. Well, you know, bonds haven't been a place to be for quite some time. So, you know, investors have stayed away from fixed income and now have maybe bought into the idea that they don't need fixed income. Right. Yeah. And they're overweighted to equities. And now they're taking such an impact that it's really shaken up their, their start. Look at annuities. You know, for the longest time, people have, you know, they've absolutely stayed away from annuities. They've heard, you know, some of the commentaries, uh, not commentaries, but the uh, pundits. Yeah. Pundits out there. <laughs> thank you. Uh, about about annuities. And they say, you know, these are terrible investments or, or maybe they're too conservative for me. And now all of a sudden you're seeing a, a significant amount of money flow into investments like annuities because you know at the moment they're well, they're fixed they're guaranteed they offer some liquidity you're getting four or five percent six percent guaranteed um you know it's you look at it and like oh my gosh that's significant yeah. right um so the reality is is you don't you gotta really stay away this is why the financial advisory relationship works so well mo because we're coming in outside of your story we don't know your biases. We don't know fully your history and your experience that that you're going to use to justify investments. We're going to come at it with you uh, to team up with you to just look at it fundamentally from a financial planning perspective. And guess what? If an annuity makes sense, it makes sense. If if Apple stock makes sense, it makes sense. If an equity portfolio, a dividend strategy, uh, options, futures, et cetera, whatever works, it works. And that's what we need to make sure that you're using to, to build a successful retirement plan without the biases. Yeah, and and building that plan takes time, right? And and what I mean, and what I mean by that is, you know, you don't want to. Again, it's never. I want to say it's never too late, right? But it's it's sometimes never too late. But you know, if you're thinking about retiring, right? The the typical age is what Andrew sixty five. So most mm -hmm. people say I want to exit and you know uh, you know say 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 la vie to my workforce and turn to retirement. Well. 
you don't want to make you don't want to have a plan or start creating your plan at 64, right? right? Because it, it may be too late, right? It may be too late to actually execute some of the strategies you want to put in place. So understand that timing is everything. Timing the market, or not timing the market, but time in the market mm-hmm. is something you want to think about, but just the time that it takes to cultivate and, and create the plan for yourself. And I, I'd say it's never too early, right? I mean, you know, if, if I'm speaking, you know, the other day we had a, um, uh, a referral come in, nice young kid, 21 years old, came in, um, you know, not typically the type of client that we work with because we typically work with clients that are getting into that season of life, 50 plus that are in uh, that retirement red zones uh, or not. But, you know, he, he was a referral. So he sat down, 21 years old, already had $25,000 saved already. And as he came in with his father and his father said, hey, I want him to start planning for his retirement right now because I don't want him to make the mistakes that I did. And so this 21-year-old is, we're starting a retirement plan for him. Now, I'm not going to have a conversation with him about Social Security or anything of that sort, but this this, the concept of, listen, if you start saving right now, which you've already proven that you can save, the little bit that you can save right now will pay dividends over time because you don't have to save as much as someone who's 50 years old on a monthly basis because you're you're getting a a quick uh, uh, head start on this. Mm -hmm. So timing is everything. You know, time in the market, and then when you actually start to build your financial plan, it's never too late. Start now. Give us a call. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you need to. You know, if you have questions, pick up the phone and call. Number here is 1-800-419-6164. Get access to the Retirement Readiness Review. You need it. If you have any questions about the topics that we're discussing, it's important that you take advantage of that. Now, you know, I have a, speaking of a client, I actually have a meeting just after this radio show this morning. And, um, and when we, when we sit down and meet this individual, it's a first meeting, I already have the, the, the fact sheet kind of filled out. We got some of the information and, um, and when looking and preparing for this meeting, Mo, they're sitting right now, literally, okay, this is a $2.1 million uh, prospect and looking at their information, 65, 63, uh, they have over 1.3 million sitting in cash right now. Now they could have made the right decision. I don't know, but it just, it, that's what we're seeing right now is these massive moves to, to fixed income or cash. And you just wonder, you know, what, what's the goal? Like, what is the plan here? And right. I'm, so I'm looking forward to really figuring out what drove that decision. Okay. Right or wrong. And then now, you know, what, what, what's their game plan? Yeah. You know, cause oftentimes it's easy to say I'm out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put me in cash. What's the game plan to get back in? You know, because you can't, you know, ultimately a, a client like that, that needs a hundred, hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars of net cash flow in retirement. They can't stay in cash forever. Yes. Right. Right. So now what, what's the game plan? And I think that's, you know, probably the driving reason as to, as to why they reached out. But, uh, you know, as with any portfolio, uh, to Christine conversation, it's, it's the season of life, the goals, what you're trying to accomplish that will drive the investment strategy. If you've never connected the two. Okay. If you don't know, especially for retirees, if you don't know your tax implications, you don't know how much your income gap is. You don't know how to create income. You don't know when you're going to retire. Um, If you don't know all of that information that I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have a plan and your investment strategy is a, you know, just thrown in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you you think about those that are, you know, when you think about retirement is a completely different mindset. You know, we've been as you're saving for retirement to get to that retirement uh, uh, milestone. You've just been saving, 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 saving. 
And now you're getting to retirement and you have these assets and you just don't know what to do with it. How do I make distributions for my 401k in a tax efficient way? When should I consider a Roth conversion? Um, you know, which one of my assets do I take first? When do I take Social Security? So you have all these resources, but you just don't know what to do with it. And that's why we offer the financial readiness review. The financial readiness review at the end of the day will make make these make this complicate make this retirement planning easy for you Absolutely. in some aspects give you a roadmap to solve the puzzle for your own retirement plan so we're going to look at your investments your taxes we're going to look at the way uh, social security plays into your into your retirement plan the way your pension may pay into your retirement plan it's a way for you to walk into retirement as confident as possible that's what the retirement readiness review is and it's only for the 10 the next 10 callers that's all it's all, all it's here for and so call us 800-419-6164, 800-419-6164 for your financial readiness review. Yeah. And listen, on segment four, you got to stay tuned because this is one of our favorite segments. This is your opportunity to get the experience of what Mo and I do when we're challenged with a variety of different questions from your peers, our listeners. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Knight here with Moise Param at Asset Management Group, where every single week we jump into your story, giving you guidance about how to approach investing, how to approach uh, tax planning, how to approach all the different pieces that are needed to be put together to build a successful financial picture and plan. Okay. A living and breathing one, uh, you know, reality is here, Mo, because you go through situations like I'm going through right now in a position where we're having to sell the house, uh, you know, going through a big transition. We're looking at a business property to purchase here for the office. You know, all of these things are living and breathing to the life in which we're living. And that's exactly what financial planning needs to be. This show has been a great show. We've talked about a lot. Okay. We talked about in segment one, how to approach a philosophy. Do you even have one or are you just pressing the easy button with some of these uh, target date funds? Are you choosing some options in your 401k based off a quick glance at a 10 year, five year, two year history on the fund and its performance? Are you relying on, you know, some simple diversification based off of some of the, you know, voices we may hear in, in the financial world on the radio or in podcasts? We've challenged the way you approach your philosophy, the issues and the gaps that you might have with resources. And, and really now, we want to wrap it up with some questions that some of our clients, some of our listeners uh, that have reached out have, so we can give our uh, these listeners some experience with how we would answer and be faced with some of these. So Mo, I'm going to let you give me the first one. All and, right. Uh, I'm ready, man. Go ahead. All right. We've got a Robert in Chelsea, Alabama. Uh, Robert says, I have a steady stream of income, but given that I recently hit my 72nd birthday, I now need to take RMDs. I'm worried about the tax spike. Is there any way to avoid this? Okay. So Robert, you're asking a great question. And the the truth is, is I, matter of fact, I want everybody that's on this show, that's listening to this radio show right now um, to take a moment and, and kind of open up your ears and listen real close. Okay. Uh, Robert is, is 72. Okay. Uh, and as a as a, a recent rule change, law change, uh, back in January 2020, required minimum distributions are forced at age 72. Okay. Now, what Robert is asking is about a tax plan. Okay. Because he's saying, listen, I'm worried about the tax spike that's going to happen to me at 72. Because, hey, Andrew, and I don't know the full story, so let me plug some ideas in here. Hey, Andrew, I'm getting a pension. 
I'm getting social security because I had to take it by the age of 70. My wife's taking some distributions from maybe her retirement accounts, or maybe she's still working. And now the government's going to force me to take a distribution from my IRA 401k tax deferred tax advantages, what they, what they use accounts, meaning that all of a sudden I don't get to control my tax environment. The government does. They control the point and the, and the momentum of my tax plan because I'm going to pay a minimum tax liability based off of all the items I just mentioned. So if you're listening, and I'm going to answer this question, but if you're listening to the show and you're 60 years old, 65 years old, 63 years old, 68 years old, that's the time. That's when you get to play this tax game on your field. Okay. Listen, here in Atlanta, I got to throw it out there. I'm a Braves fan, right? Unfortunately, we didn't cut it this year, but, but there's definitely an advantage playing the, the World Series at home. Okay. And so, so my point is, is you want to play this tax game when it's best for you to play it. And that doesn't really happen at age 72. Okay. So Robert, let me answer your question real quick. The truth is, is yes, there's some things you can do. Okay. There, there, there should have been more things already in place. So if you have an advisor, I really would be thinking about this. Okay. Because you should have already had a plan where you were constantly making the right decision from a taxable standpoint, executing strategies such as Roth conversions, whatever it may be to, to improve the picture once you turn 72. Now that you're 72, here's a few things to remember. You have to take the RMD, number one. Number two, oftentimes the RMD creates the taxation on Social Security, also increase the cost of Medicare. Number three, you cannot convert your required minimum distribution. You can't convert it to a Roth IRA. So there are some things that are limited, but you're a candidate to reach out. We'll see if we can't do anything from a taxable standpoint. And for everybody else, that was a great question, Robert. Glad you brought it up because that's applicable to many, many of our clients and many of our listeners. All right, Bessie and Buckhead uh, sent in a question. Here it is. How should an individual retirement account be managed? Allow it to accumulate wealth and then pay taxes on withdrawals in retirement or transfer it to a Roth IRA? Oh, those questions kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Should I pay my taxes now and receive my money tax-free later? Can the taxes owed on the rollover be deducted directly from the rollover account itself? Uh, great questions, yeah. Bessie. Uh, it kind of goes back to what you're saying, Andrew. It's it's a tax plan, right? I mean, the decision, whether you realize it or not, whether you're making it consciously or subconsciously, when you invest in an IRA or a Roth IRA, you're making a decision on taxes. You're making a decision of when you think you're going to be in the best tax environment. You know, so by funding an IRA, you're saying to yourself that right now I'm in a higher tax environment than I am right now. And so I'm going to invest, take the tax deductions now. And then when I retire, I'm going to be in a lower tax environment. So when I make those withdrawals, I'll be paying less taxes. Versus at a Roth IRA, you pay the taxes now. You, you may say to yourself, well, I know know what my tax bracket is right now, I'll go ahead and, and pay the taxes. So then when I retire, my investment account, the growth uh, in my IRA will be uh, completely tax-free to me. I'll be in a higher tax environment so that my account will be tax-free to me. I don't know where, where you're going to be tax-wise in the future, but that's the decision that you're making, um, whether you choose the IRA or the Roth IRA. So it's all about play, playing the tax game on your, like you said, on your home court. You want to play the tax game where you're winning and not uh, and not guessing where you're going to be. So it's a it's a planning question, right? It all depends on you know what your income is right now, what 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 you know what your what we expect your your bracket's going to be, what your income tax is going to be in the future. Um, the one thing that you can I can tell you that is if you can 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 the taxes be deducted from the IRA itself? Yeah, it can be. Is that the best option? I don't know. Right. It's all about tax planning. It's all about the planning for your specific circumstances. So, again, this is this is why 
we always say when we work with our clients, it's it's more personal. It's not a a blanket statement we're going to make out there. But um, Bessie, great question. Um, and we're going to do the, the financial readiness review for you and answer those questions. All right, Andrew. Angie. Angie's from Woodstock, Georgia. She says, I read that 80% of married men die married, while 80% of married women die single. So I'm wondering if I should have a retirement plan that completely se- that's completely separate from my husband's plan. We're both 57 and are in good health now. What do you think? Yeah. Have you ever heard that statistic? I, I have. That's interesting. Yeah. 80% of married men die married while 80% of married women die single. Um, I mean, obviously, it seems like it would absolutely be true based even off our experience. And Angie, uh, what you're asking is something that that is, is super important and super personal to me, actually super personal to Mo and I. Uh, if you heard Mo kind of gave a little bit about, you know, give a little bit about his personal story, his father passed away at a very young age. And, and his mother literally, you know, grinded through the years of raising children, basically, you know, if it's okay to say this on her own. Yeah. Um, you know, now my situation, my father passed away as many did as a result of COVID at a very young age, 61 years old. And so really close to your age, Angie, and that, you know, my mom found herself a widow, uh, long before she ever should have been, you know, and, and, and so she was faced with, uh, really the, the general question that you have, should I have a plan in place knowing that this is a real possibility if you're married? And the answer is, is you don't need a separate plan, but you need a plan. And that's what, that's what, uh, is important is, is to understand how everything will work together for the two of you. And then for one of you, um, because if you're married, the reality is, is when you lose a loved one, there are things that will happen, Mo. Uh, you're going to lose a, a possible pension or a reduction in pension. You're going to lose a, a stream of income with Social Security. Um, you could lose saving potential if you're still actively working. Um, so th- the the loss of a spouse is vitally, vitally important. I'm going to tell you, as someone who has the experience of walking in to someone's house and and literally looking at them in the face in the midst of losing their spouse, especially unexpectedly, and they look at you and say, I don't even know what to do. With all the emotions, all the struggles, Angie, I think your question is beautiful, and I think you and your husband need to invest the time to, number one, put a plan together, and then understand how that plan will work when one of you passes. The retirement readiness review that we do, Mo, uh, and you know this, we do it for clients often, we will test it in those scenarios. So Angie, if you've never had someone test the 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 concern of what if I lose a spouse? I know it's kind of a doomsday thought, but it's one to consider. It's our responsibility to make sure that, that that's considered. We will test that retirement readiness review with the loss of a spouse to see its effects on your overall plan and its effects on, you know, more importantly, your lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, great question. Now we got time for one more Mo. All right. We're going to have to work through this. So Jeff, uh, just outside of Birmingham, Alabama, I am 64 years old and just retired. Good for you. Awesome. Have a 403B from my education career. My advisor is suggesting that I convert the 403B to an IRA account with an annuity company. I understand that I would have to always ask my third party if I wanted to withdraw from my 403B. With the IRA, it is more controlled by me. Is this good advice? There are no fees associated with this IRA in the annuity. Okay. So again, congratulations for retiring. Um, it's, a, it's a milestone that you that you worked hard for. So, you know, I, I do like the idea uh, if you are retired, separated from your employer, 
that you have a little more control of your retirement account. You know, if you leave it in the 403B, you're subjected to the investment options that are in 403B. Rolling into an IRA now gives you the ability to really create your own investment strategy. Now, whether the annuity is a good option for you, um, that's all based off planning, right? The idea is, you know, where does the, how does the annuity fit within your overall plan? Are you using the annuity for income? Are you using the annuity for preservation? Uh, a combination of both. So um, I would say I like the idea of of moving it from the four three B to an IRA. But whether we use the whether you use the annuity or not, I would say ask your advisor how does the annuity play within my uh, within my overall plan. So again, uh, thank you everyone for listening. It's been as always every week a great time uh, sharing our knowledge with you. And uh, we, we as you can tell. The listeners are listening and they're asking great questions and we're doing great work. So again, the financial readiness review, if you are interested, if you have a half a million dollars in your portfolio and you feel like, listen, I need some questions. I have some questions and I need some answers about my retirement plan. Pick up the phone. 800-419-6164. 800-419-6164. Ask for the financial readiness review. Andrew, as always, we'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.